0: Welcome to Warrensville Reaching New Heights. I'm your host, June Scharf. I serve the city as its director of communications and activities. I'm parked over at the city hall, but today I'm coming to you from a recording studio in the Warrensville Heights uh, branch of the Cuyahoga County Public Library. There's an outstanding studio here, and I'm so thrilled that we have it, and I am fully taking advantage of it. So for this debut episode, I have as my guest, Mayor Bradley Sellers. So many of you know him and admire him. And uh, I have to tell you, he is very accessible, very authentic. And in this conversation I'm going to have with him, he shares uh, some of Warrensville Heights' history, some of his hopes for its future. And uh, I think you'll hear some interesting information about his transition out of basketball and into public service. Um, This is all new uh, material for most of you, I I would imagine. So please enjoy this conversation with Mayor Bradley Sellers. Mayor Sellers, I'd like to welcome you to this debut episode of the podcast. This is something you and I talked about several months ago, and we both agreed it was a good idea. So maybe you could tell me what your hopes are for the podcast going forward. Well,
1: first of all, thanks for having me, and then uh, really thanks for for fulfilling the uh, thoughts that we were having about trying to find a better way to get um, more messaging about Warrensville out. Not just Warrensville, but just in general. I think there's good stories out here in the public that people don't always get a chance to really know the depths or to understand uh, the different angles that may be associated with things and this is a I think it's just a great form especially it works for a lot of people who are commuting and uh, traveling and don't have the time to say listen to something at that moment it's a beautiful form
0: mm-hmm. I totally agree I li- I listen to them all the time and um, it's fulfilling all lot of levels and informative um, all right well why don't we start with uh, what you're excited about now with what's happening in Warrensville Heights
1: well, the, the one thing I think that uh, drives me to um, be at work and give my all every day is just the fact that I see the growth, I see potential, I see um, the things that some people can, can kind of miss if you were just on a flyby real quick. There are a lot of attributes here and a lot of good people here that can be beneficiaries of good planning, good development, good strategical. Uh, thinking and I think that Warrens really is on the cusp of really trying to to blossom into one of those cities
0: um, well we've definitely made a lot of progress since you've taken office but I know that you often speak to Amazon being the driver of a lot of change
1: well I think Amazon is, is I won't say it's the driver I just say it's the it's the beneficiary of a lot of big thinking from a lot of people right because you look at a place like Amazon who uh, now occupies the place of the former Randall Park Mall, but when I moved to Orange, it was the place of uh, Randall Park uh, Racetrack. It was it was a horse racing track, and so you talk about the the uh, the uh, transformation of, of a space and time. So you go from a, a racetrack to the world's largest indoor mall, and who has a finite lifespan, and that comes to an end, and the place lumbers for. Decades without really understanding what its next purpose was, and I think the the big thinkers in the room uh, hats out to hats off to uh, Mary David Smith of North Randall for pursuing and staying active with it. But I would just say this that folks of the county and uh, my own planning staff and, and trying to figure out uh, a way to redevelop property that could get used again. Amazon is the beneficiary of that because it saw an o- an opportunity here and moved in, and um, close the deal really quickly and then now it's going to be a place that employs some 3,000 people.
0: It's
1: nice for us oh, to be right
0: on the border.
1: Oh, listen, it's, it, it's, I think it's just it's great for the area. It's mm-hmm. great for Cleveland. It's great for suburban Cleveland. It's great for the folks that live in this community. It's great for economic growth and opportunity and prosperity. Uh, on so many levels it is it is reflective of what the new thinking has to be.
0: Okay, new thinking. I think is something that you bring to the table that you um, often see opportunity maybe where others don't. So can can you you know you have this in your track record, but can you give an example of that? Some of the developments.
1: Well, here I I, I can say this. I'm just a I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy from that grew up around here. Uh, you know, some people you talk to, some people I'm just a basketball player, right? But I'm. I'm we're going to talk I'm, about that. But I'm just I'm. I'm <laughs> That was something I did. It's not what I do. You know, I'm always a person that had um, ideas and dreams, and uh, I like to take things that people don't uh, hold in, in in good value, and say that okay, how can you do some things to make it uh, more attractive, more inspiring, more uh, uh, more best positioned to be a a a, a jewel. And so that's how I approach, that's how I approach working in Winslow every day. I come in here, I ride through these streets, and I see things that I might have known 30 years ago were, were one way, and it might have had some benefits, and then I say, okay, I look for opportunities, and that's what I do. I try to uh, uh, define what the opportunities are and what direction we need to go.
0: Okay, so perfect segue to my next question uh so what is the best part about being the mayor and what are the greatest some of the greatest challenges well
1: here the, the, the best part is that uh <laughs> you get to interact with a lot of people right and uh i consider myself a person of, of the people and so i get to hear from them and they they've known me in such a way a lot of people have known me since i was younger right And so they don't have any fear about coming up to me and expressing their concerns or ideas or thoughts or compliments, uh, which makes it a lot easier for me because I don't have to break in here and earn your trust. You know, for for an older group, for new folks, yeah, I do. But um, and I try not to misuse that. I try to make sure that we're always on top of our game. Um, but you know, like anything else, every day is an, every day is different, and so uh, represent different challenges on different days, but the one thing I wanna be clear about is this. I'm not uh, married to any one idea. I'm not held by the linkages of the past. I can look back to see if there were some things that may be inspirational that I could use going forward, but I'm always looking for a new opportunity. I'm looking for people that think like that, right? Because where somebody can only see finished product. I need somebody who can see something that's not finished, but if it was finished, <laughs> could it be nice? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, as far as people knowing you so well, um, I think one of the hallmarks of your uh, ability as a mayor is that you're very accessible. People feel like they can come up to you. And Are there any role, role models you have that you kind of think about no,
1: nah, nah, I would just say, you know, I, I come from a very humble family, and my mother and father were always accessible. You know, my mother and father were community activist people, and they always made themselves uh, a part of the freight. And so I think as, as, as one, of, one of their children, I am also cut from that same cloth. The other thing is here, sports has a way of um, endearing you to people. One way, other, good, bad, or indifferent, Right people are always gonna have a take of you, right? And so, uh, sports people will approach me because they may have seen me in another genre doing something something else and they feel like that's just a carryover. And it's fine by me because that's all I know, right? And so, um I don't try to go in the room I mean to go in the office and stay in my office and hide behind the door. I don't you can find me any place, anytime, all the time. And if you stop me I'm i s I'm gonna talk to you, right? I'm just gonna to talk to you. So I like to feel that um I got an open-door policy. If you got a question, come see me. I learned that from my uh, uh, predecessor to this job, from uh, Marshall Fudge, when she sat in the chair as mayor. Make sure that uh, you're always connected to the people and you have your ear to the street and find out what's going on.
0: You mentioned your parents. Can you just tell us a little bit about your family? Do you have brothers or sisters?
1: So uh, my immediate family, I have uh, um, my mother and father, who are, uh, have been deceased almost 20 years now. And then uh, uh, I have an older brother that uh, is uh, living in Columbus. Uh, I've got a couple uh, um, uh, half brothers and half brothers that live in Cleveland. And uh, we are, um, like I said, we just we just try to be, you know, reflect. I try to be reflective of my parents, right? I just do, right? And so they say the apple never really falls from the tree, mm-hmm. and so. And this is, this is to people who actually really, really, really know me, right? If you know my mother and father, then you know me. Okay. If you didn't know them, then you might know some things about me. But <laughs> if, this is speaking to that group. If you know them, then you know me. And that is uh, they were direct. They were uh, trying to be about their business. Uh, they would call you on BS. Uh and those are some of the things that don't I don't get away from.
0: Were they tall?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Well, tall is a relative <laughs> relative True. uh number. So my mother was five eleven and my father was six three. So nowhere near mm-hmm. the size of me and I was, my brother's taller than them, so um how tall is he? So my brother's six five. Okay. So uh
0: but one thing we didn't touch on um, was the greatest challenges you you face as the mayor?
1: <laughs> well, the greatest challenge I face is you know when I took over in Warrens, Warrensville was not economically sound. It was there's was a lot to be left to be desired here because they hadn't until Marshall Fudge came here. They they really hadn't done a lot of pre planning. So, basically, she laid the groundwork. She when she she hired me maybe in her into her second year as the economic development director here and tasked me with trying to build the, the, the economic prosperity of this community. And a lot of the things that you see around here now are the benefits of, benefits of our labor to do that, right? And so now Warsaw is reaping the, the, the benefit of that, and that's why you look at the economic numbers, and Warzone's was in a much stronger position it was than when I came on board here. And But that's a challenge within itself because you have to stay current. You have to stay progressive. Warren's problem has always been in the past. It wasn't, it wasn't, they, they, here, it was progressive, right? And then progressive turned to complacency, right? Because you're used to a standard, let's not change from the standard, let's just keep, what well, you, you can't survive like that because you're going to get behind the eight ball. And that's what happened to Warren's. once we got behind the eight ball because it just wasn't progressive enough. And so, you know, so I try to bring in my own thinking. about people I try to hire here, I need them to be progressive because everybody can't think like me, because that doesn't make for a good a good mix.
0: I do want to note, you were the Economic Development Director before mayor, oh, which laid years. the ground yeah, for 11 years, so that really laid a nice groundwork for you.
1: Yeah, well, I cut my teeth like here. Mm-hmm. When you learn a business, because this, is, be clear, government is a business, yeah. right? I'm in the business of people, right? And when you run a business, you can only learn the business from the ground up. You better not start at the top. It just makes it very difficult to start at the top without learning how the the nuances of the business work. So my uh, term as economic development director here. I came in, actually as a community liaison director, which was doing economic development. And then that transitioned to uh, the economic development director after the economic development director retired so I became the full-time, one-person division of running the day-to-day operations of trying to make economic activity happen in this community. And in that process, I learned the operations of the city, how it worked, and the nuances that uh, coming from Fudge was kind of keep me in the loop and plugged in. And I looked and I learned, I took notes, mental notes, written notes to figure out how it worked. And then I had a, I felt like a pretty good handle after 11 years. Now I remember I started this job and I said that when I took it, I was just retired four months out of the NBA. Four months out of, not the NBA, but professional basketball. And five, six, five months later, six months later after that, I'm working. I'm working here uh, in an environment that I wasn't used to. And in doing that, I just, there's some humbling about that, right? It keeps you, uh, the humble, the humbling of that is what it does is it makes sure you stay connected to what the mission is, right? And if you know anything about people or, or, or athletes, they're competitive by nature. So losing, you can take the same losing winning formula and put it in any genre or any category, and they're going to do the same thing. They're going to because they're going to compete, right? Because they don't want to be at the bottom; they want to be at the top. That's pretty much what I brought here every day. Like I'm not, you're not gonna outwork me. You're not gonna outthink me. Once I learn this game, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be a better player than I am. You're just not. And so that's how I approach it every day, right? Now every day, I don't win every day, <laughs> but I try to make sure I win more than I lose.
0: I like that. Um, so let's sort of pursue that a little further. The transition from being an athlete mm-hmm. to having essentially a desk job. Yeah. You know, you were traveling all the time. Um, you had fans. Yeah. Uh, and in four months, that's that's gone. And so you mentally, I, you saw it coming probably. How how did you choose to stop playing? What what were the factors that weighed in on that? Well, <laughs> that was
1: simple. You, you know, you, after miles and miles on your body, your body will tell you okay. when it's time, when you get close. What
0: was your body telling you? Was so your my knees? body with my so
1: knees, back, you know, your abilities, you see when you you get longer in the tooth you'll find out even guys like LeBron James will find out Jordan found out Isaiah Thomas they all found out as you get longer in the tooth in sports your skill set is going to start to grow right and there's no one person in control except the the grace of God right so you don't know when it's coming uh, how long you're going to have it right and the length of time that I had it was a blessing and as I saw it I came to uh, uh, reconcile that it's coming to an end, it's closer to the end than the beginning. And so uh, I think in the last couple of years, I was taking some uh, lubricant shots in my knees to keep them from the the cartilage of wearing down, to slow that down. And I was this was, I was with the calves doctor, cause I was playing over in Europe. And I came in to get this injection and it's just like putting—it's like putting oil in your knee, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, so lubricant can stay together. So, the two bones don't rub together. And you get you get arthritis, right? Which is painful. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "How long are you gonna keep doing this?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" They're like, <laughs> "I can come keep giving you these shots, but it's only for a short period of time." I mean, I mean. And you think about it, you you've played 15 years. I mean, how much longer are you going to keep doing this, right? And that's when I really started thinking about it, like, yeah, why am I going through all this, right? It's time to, it's getting time to get ready to exit disciplines, right? And then my skill set, near the end I have four good days. Let me start off, six good days, one bad day. Then it went to five good days, two bad days. Four good days, three bad days, and I was like, as a as a competitor, you're trying to figure out why is that, why am I not be able to do some of the things I've been able to do for a, a lifetime? Well, because you're getting older now, and your body just can't do that anymore, right? It
0: did wasn't. you did you talk to anyone else who had gone through it? Any other players? Absolutely, did you, I did, did. you talk to? I did to? not. Oh, nah, I said
1: sorry. absolutely, I did not. And I I just knew from being around okay. and seeing other guys. You know, and then my lifelong thing was, I was coming out of here. This was not basketball. Some not did. It wasn't who I was, right? And some people get twisted because. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, they become they become the athlete. They become the athlete. That's all they know. That's that's who they are. Okay. That's how they that's how they excel. Well, now the athletic portion of your life is going to end. Now, what do you transition to? Because the athlete part is going to be dead that's over so it's gonna be on tape right that's all it is and I always felt like even when I was playing like this wasn't this is what I do this is not now there's some there's some benefits to doing it but it's not who I am I was always a thinker I was always a person that said okay you know in my mind I I always like to build things right design things I was like that's who I am I like I'm a creative guy to a degree right and I like to take things I told you before from things that people have they don't know to value it, and then when you get done with it and you reform it, remake it, and repackage it, that's nice. But you didn't know it was nice when again only I knew it was nice because you I saw it and you didn't see it, and that's why I, that always was something about about me, and so I just carried that forward. But the, <laughs> the basketball portion, people can get stuck. Athletes can get stuck. And then you find a lot of people in the athletes, in athletics, they struggle at that time because they caught in this, like, this no man's land, this this, this this alternative universe where they don't have good footing, right? They're not sure like they were on the floor, on the court, mm-hmm. or on the field. They're not sure what they're doing.
0: That's a lot of self-awareness and, and insight. Um well, speaking of challenges, um, there's one issue that the city is facing and that's a, a lawsuit with the City of Beachwood. Can you discuss any of the details related to that?
1: Well, I I don't want to get into it fully because it's not my suit, but it's it's I'm aware of it. Uh-huh. It is the City of Beachwood is suing the City of Windsor Heights. City of Beachwood School District, let me clarify that. City of Beachwood School District uh, school district has filed suit against Windsor Heights City School District. Uh, regarding some tax revenue sharing um, agreement that they are um, alleging it was entered into and whether they did or did not, um, I think will be worked out by the courts. but in the gist of, the, the, of what I know, there were some conversations and uh, and I'll just I'll just stipulate that Beachwood is alleging that this is true right? And um... There were some conversations, and allegedly, that uh, was alleged that Warren's went into a, an agreement to share some property tax revenues on the, in the Grand Highlands area, which is Richmond and Harvard and all that area that goes on the portion that's in Beachwood, where Lifetime Fitness, University Hospital, um, a variety of other things on the Beechwood side, uh, Omnova, uh, that tax revenue money, uh, 30% of it, I think, it was, it was, it was supposed to come to Beechwood which speaks for the ledges. But in return for this money, this revenue sharing agreement was based upon the two school districts entering into some educational educational cooperative that would enhance educational opportunities for the kids of Warrensville. Otherwise, why would Warrensville give you any money, right? Because there was no mandate to give you any money. The, the school district, the land was always in Warrensville City school district land. So if you want some money, you're going to have to give us some things, right? Because you're not giving me anything. I'm paying you for it, basically, right? And so Warrensville is, to my understanding, is their interpretation is, you haven't given us anything. So we're not giving you any money.
0: Okay. When did the lawsuit get filed?
1: It was filed earlier, at least a year ago, then they, then they then they dropped the suit. Then I think they refiled it again a month and a half ago. So So that would be the, July, July. Okay. July of 18. So I'm sure it's going to get uh, covered in such a way out here that uh, it's going to shed some light on it because I, I don't think it's clear cut. I think there's a lot of layers to it. Right. And be clear. Let me be clear. Right. If you listen to anybody in this town, we all know what's on the table. Right? We all, everybody knows what's on the table. We know what's really at the root of this thing. Right. So the, the root of this thing is you have a district that is an A district. Mm-hmm. And Warrensville Heights now is, is a D district, right? And what are you going to do together that people are going to be comfortable with, right? That That uh, is not going to cause a ruckus, right? And after you, if they, if, like I said, the Beachwood is alleging that there's a, an agreement. So I, and I'll say, I'll stipulate that, okay, if, if it is in this agreement should be laid out what the deliverables are. And if you show me a document that has no deliverables, I'm going to bring you right back to that comment I just made, right? There's no deliverables here because people gotta get their heads around a couple things, right? We're going to find out how progressive people really are here, right? That's what it is. Okay. Otherwise, why would we pay you? Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, we will see how that unfolds. so, you kind of merge your lives as a a leader and a thinker with the athleticism by being a commentator for Channel 5. And those are late nights sometimes. And I just wondered, you know, how you find it rewarding or, you know, if it's just about the connection to basketball.
1: Well, I, let me be clear. It started out, I'm here, I'm glad to be going into my, my eighth or ninth season of Cavs Radio. It's eighth or ninth. I mean, it's, that's how long it's been. I want to say it's like I can't remember. It's my eighth or ninth campaign with them, right? And it started out um, just on a uh, as a quick two month, three month setup, ninety day setup. When the, the old former announcer for the Joe Take, uh, Joe Tate took ill.
0: I'm sorry. Did I I misspoke when I said wh- which channel it for?
1: Uh, I... <laughs> so yeah, because I, I I jumped onto something else. Hold on. Because on uh, on Channel 5, I do TV commentary.
0: Okay.
1: I'm also, at the same time, uh, work at do Cavs Radio Network, right? And it all spun off of the Cavs Radio Network thing.
0: Okay.
1: All right, so for eight or nine years, I've been doing Cavs Radio Network, and then from there, depending on when the Cavaliers have good seasons that they can be put on television, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Channel 5, since they had the broadcast rights on ABC – what I would do some studio work with them right so both of those jobs really entail just my um, expertise in the the analytical world of basketball which is not a hard stretch at all right Mm -hmm. I don't don't have to to stretch at all right it's not it's not it's not overly complicated as long as you know the material know what's at stake and then be able to put in I try to put it into a format where people can consume it Um,
0: it's got to be fun
1: it's been fun Right, And But here, it's also therapeutic. Really? Oh, absolutely. Because when I started this job here, and those of you, if you could see me, you know, my hair is just about all gray, right? I don't consider myself an old person at all. Right? When I started this job here, it was all black. Right? Okay. So there's some, and I'm just going to be funny. I mean, being sincere, uh, 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 not to be funny, I'm being sincere about this. thing. There's some stressors that come with this job. Yes, they are wake you up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. You'll wake up out of the cold and like, oh, did we do this? Or what? I'm just telling you, there's some stresses that come with this job.
0: And, and you've know. held it since 2012.
1: Right. And right. so uh, the commentary really becomes a place of rest and relaxation for me because there's, I can go into it and I'm in an environment that's that we're competing to be the best on the air, but... It's a genre that I know, I know like the back of my hand, right? And um, we get to dialogue with people across the the, the, the county, of across the country, because they'll call in from across the country. And people will remember me from playing, and they'll talk to me just like that. And then you have other people remember me, they call in and they'll say, Mayor, how you doing? Everything <laughs> going on? What's going on with Kevin Love? And so people from Warrensville call in, and it just becomes a place of solace for me, right? And I can come in and do my thing, and then when we get done, get back, go home, sleep, get up, and go into work the next day. So it reenergizes me because you have to be re-energized in this job.
0: Do you have any relationships with any of the Cavs
1: players? Have you? I mean, they, I mean, I I get here, yeah, I get mm-hmm. to know a uh, good percentage of them, right? Cause, but I'm you know I'm in the booth, so. It's different, and I'm not on the traveling squad where I travel with them every day, right? So I only get to know them from from a distance, right? And then through it, interactions and different events. And so some of them may remember me from my days of playing. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a good fit. It's a very good fit because um, I like the direction they're going. You talk about somebody you talk about rebranding themselves, what they were, mm-hmm. to what they are now. I think they've done a masterful job with that. They really yeah. have. It's become one of the focal points of the rejuvenation the re- of Cleveland. Okay, so do you, I think everyone will want to
0: know, do you play basketball at all now? <laughs> do you ever just have a pickup game? I,
1: like I, I wouldn't pick up a ball to save myself. I like mm-hmm. uh, only every now and then will I do something, right? And so uh, I've got four daughters um, myself, um, two in college, two in high school, um, the one, my oldest, is a senior uh, uh, near graduation at Kent State. Uh, my other one is a sophomore at Thomas More College in Kentucky, which is the been to the Division Three uh, women's basketball Final Four. I think three out of the last five years. Uh, so she's playing for them this year. And then I've got two in high school. One is committed to play basketball at. Uh, Purdue-Fort Wayne on a basketball scholarship, and then I've got a young one that's a sophomore that uh, uh, is a pretty dynamic player. And so um, my basketball days are now regulated to coach from the sideline.
0: Do they listen to you? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Only when things get tough, right? Okay. And so I'm, I'm there in more of a supportive role now. And uh, I'm the guy that, uh, when we hit the road for our little tournament time, I'm the, I'm the guy that's, uh, that they know as the... He's carrying the water, uh, water uh, cooler with us, so we got all the water for the games, right?
0: And you're totally okay with all right, that? All right,
1: I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and then the other thing is, I get to critique them from the sideline, and I learn not I'm not their coach, but I've learned to be like, hey, well, let's think about some things, right? And so it's been fun. It's been a great time. Um, I've had appreciation for the game, and keeps me right here with the game, and on a very pure level, right? A very, very pure level.
0: Sounds good. Okay, this is my last question, and it's entirely self indulgent, but I have to ask it. I'm 5'2", and I'm fascinated with tall people. Okay. They just move through the world differently. Do so, it, can you just <laughs> say what it's. I mean, first of all, when did you hit seven feet? Was this in high school or college?
1: Well, you went to Full Monty. The Full it's, Monty is.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, I do. I, uh, I want
1: I it. I was in. Uh, the Full Monty would put me in the seventh grade at 5'10 eighth grade at six foot. Wow. At the beginning year of my freshman year in high school I was six one. By the time that school year ended, my freshman year I was six four. By the time my sophomore year started in September, which was three months later after school out of school out of June, I came back I was six six. Uh, by the time my junior year end no, was it my sophomore, my sophomore year ended I think I ended up at six six, still six six. By the time I started my junior year, the following year, I went from six six to six nine, and then the following year, my senior, I went from six nine to six ten and a half, and then I got to seven foot my second year. No, 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 my second. Yeah, my ended my first year in college.
0: So it's interesting you remember all of this.
1: Yeah, because I remember how the pants would shrink. Okay. It's funny how things, man. You know, my mother went to high school. You know what my mother used to do? Hmm. And uh, her friends around here that are still living can still attest to it. She would go to the neighborhood department store and buy two pairs of the same pants. Right? And she'd have to sew the legs right. on at the bottom. Right? right? So if you always looked at my pants, there was an extra, like, seam at the bottom near the, near the bottom just to get the extra length. That's Because you really couldn't mean. find the Right. Because I was real skinny. So you couldn't find... A skinny set of pants for a tall guy, right? And so.
0: Was that, so was that hard to know? Yeah, it was. That
1: luckily, here, you know what? I mean, hard? It wasn't hard because it's all I knew, right? And then the kids around here, they were cool with it because, you know, we were just all cut from the same cloth, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you get a joke or two about it, but they're joking to it because how tall you are, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like freaky tall. Right, mm-hmm. it's it was, tall. Yeah. I saw you at the
0: summer festival, and I'm looking around, and you can see over yeah, people. Yeah, it. It it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it really is a beautiful thing, right? I I get to see something I, here. I was I was down at the uh, uh, East High School, former East High School the other last week, and uh, uh, President Obama was in town to do a uh, a campaign speech for uh, Richard Cordray running for governor of Ohio, and so. I could usually get in there, and the politicians are usually up front. We're doing their thing back and forth, and I was like, "I'm not doing that today. I'm just not doing it today." I'm a post up right here by the by the guardrail, right? And I'm at a distance away from, but I got a great view. And I stood. They said, "Why are you stopping there?" Because I said, "I got a great view. I can hear the speech. I can hear everything, right? I'm great. I don't have to be in the mix." And everybody just start fooling around, and they're like, "Everybody sitting on their like." You got the best view. You can see <laughs> everything. I like. Yeah, it is a nice view. It I'm like yes. so uh, you don't have to look over anybody. People say, "Could you could you film President Obama for me? Yeah, give me your camera. I'll, I'll film this for you. I'll take a couple <laughs> of pictures for you." And so it, it has it has its advantages. Now it has its disadvantages too. Now because you don't want to fly across country. Right. Yeah, uh, you gotta you gotta get online early and find a plane that's got a, a see you with a little extra room. I mean, it's, there's some costs to come with this thing, right? Right. You're not gonna walk into the store and find clothes on the mm-hmm. rack. Right. You're just not gonna do it. It's, so there's some pluses and mm-hmm. there's some minuses, right? And people always see the pluses. Yeah. And I always see the minuses.
0: Well, you handle it well. Oh listen. Here. Come yeah. on. It's a- it,
1: the good here, the good Lord has blessed me, right? Yes. Why 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 shirk from it? Why run from it, right? Enjoy Absolutely. It.
0: Absolutely. On. All right. Well thank you very much for being on this debut episode and I look forward to more fun podcasts. Well here,
1: let me just say this. I, um I'm, I'm appreciative of your work because I'm going to just tell you there's some stories out here that people need to know, right? And I, if you pay attention to the podcast, what you're going to find out this year, you're going to hear some very interesting stories and they're not going to be sports related. It's going to be regular folks that you know that are doing things out here or regular issues that people may be going through that you might want to know something about that we may have an idea how to get bring it to the forefront. And then you can do it at your leisurely pace. So I'm looking forward to this really because I can pop it in my own car and get to hear people at a time when i'm just riding down the road
0: sounds good well that's what everyone has to look forward to so everyone stay tuned there's more to come